Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast, where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains, get to the root cause, and walk into freedom with confidence, the way God intended for you to live. Hi, I'm Michelle McCoy, functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate. Ladies, together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm. Now more than ever is the time for breakthrough, action, and restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. Hey there, happy Tuesday. I am so happy that you are with me today because this is a very special day today. Today is actually our 30th wedding anniversary. I just had to do that. I just think it's so funny that you know, my husband and I, we have been together for so long and it just seems like we really grew up together. We really did. We grew up. We got married very young and we had to learn how to adult together and it's just really a big accomplishment and we're really grateful to the Lord for allowing us to have the journey that we have had. And so today I was going to talk about, just in honor of that, I was going to talk about the top five things that I have learned are a must to have a healthy Christian marriage. So this is just kind of going to be a fun little episode today. But before we get started, I am so excited too because we just finished up our last session in the 12-week program where we got really deep and detailed with whole body health. We were starting with the spiritual side of it. We did some of that deep intentional soul work. We worked on our mindset and then we started working on the physical. It was all in there. It was such a great 12 weeks. We had some amazing women in there and and I encourage you to stay tuned because we will be doing it again in September. So be on the lookout for more information. I would love to see you there. And if you missed the first go round and you know that you want to jump on it this time, you don't want to wait, then just email me at michelle at treasuredwellness.com and we will get your seat saved. Or if groups aren't for you and you do better with that personalized one-to-one support, then click below for a free clarity call and we will get you that personalized support that you need. And also if coaching isn't for you right now, no worries. Just be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can listen every week and take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review. That really helps other women to find the show. Okay, so let me do a little backstory because I love to find out how people met. I love to find out what their story is. What brought them together? What was it that brought them together? And it's just always so fascinating to me. So our story Gosh, we were practically babies. I was 16, my husband Adam was 18, and we met actually at a grocery store. So this was a grocery store that, it was a very small town, and he lived in the neighboring town, but he worked in my hometown. So he worked at the grocery store, and one night 
I went through his line and I was probably buying something like a Twinkie and a Diet Pepsi or something really healthy and fun. <laughs> and he asked me out. He asked me if I would wait a few minutes until he was off his shift and if, you know, he could take me out. And the rest is kind of history because it was just like that strange connection. Like we just, we just really connected and I think really felt comfortable with one another kind of early on, but we ended up dating for three years and then we got married. I was 19, he was 21, and then we started our family roughly two years later. Now, we have had an amazing amount of ups and downs, hills and valleys. It just is what it is. That's life, right? But there are some things that I want to share with you that I have learned and there's no way I could come up with 30 things, right? And, and you would be so bored by the end of it anyway. But I did come up with five things that I have learned are a must in a Christian marriage to have that healthy Christian marriage. Because let's face it, once the kids start coming, we put all of our energies into those kids. And really, while that's normal, it really shouldn't be that way. Because when those kids grow up and they move out, then we're kind of looking at our spouses like, okay, who are you and who am I? <laughs> Especially women. I hear that all the time. Women are like, I have given everything to my family and now they're gone and I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am anymore. So that's something that is really important that you try not to lose yourself along the way. But here's the thing, like I didn't know any of this back then. So I did, I lost myself along the way. <laughs> so just by sitting and thinking over the last 30 years, you know, I asked God to reveal to me, what is it that would be really important for somebody to hear that had helped me, that has helped me in my marriage? So these are the top five things that I have come up with. And number one is keep God at the center. That verse in Ecclesiastes 4.12, where it says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And we might hear that at weddings. And I just think it's so beautiful because really it is a perfect picture of God being God and as we, we've got that triangle where God is at the top and then we're on the sides and as we grow closer to God, we are actually growing closer to each other. So we want to keep God at the center and we don't want to elevate our spouse to a place of honor that he shouldn't be at and we don't want to elevate our children to a place that they shouldn't be at either. God needs to be at the center of everything that we do. And when that happens, then we are better able to keep our focus right, keep our motives pure, and keep our heart in alignment with what God has for us. And number two, ask for what you need. Really communicate your needs because you can't expect your husband to know if you don't tell him. Even if you've been married 30 years or more, you know, we still need to articulate what it is we need. Even if it's the most basic things in our mind, we need to make sure that they know and they understand. We just can't assume. 
We simply cannot assume that our spouse knows because all that does is it sets us up to be frustrated, hurt, angry, and it leaves them, frankly, probably feeling confused. So we really need to articulate that. And I remember, you know, they say the seven-year itch where it's, you know, marriages can get a little rocky around seven years. And I would agree that between year seven and ten, it tends to be a little in flux. And that's probably largely due to the fact that we are raising children during that time. Moms are completely sleep deprived. Dads are trying to get their careers going or or just really focused on their careers. Like it's just a lot of focusing on the kids and not on each other. So so much can be lost in the process. And if we don't communicate our needs regularly, they're never going to know and we can't expect them to know. It's just not fair. It just really isn't fair. And even though that has been a source of frustration for me because I feel like, gosh, by 20 years, by 25 years, by 30 years, surely you should know me. I said the other day, I looked at my husband and I said, do you not even know who I am? <laughs> and I was just joking. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like we've been together like more than half of our lives, you know? So it just gets to that point where it's so much easier to just be proactive and ask for what you need. Again, even if it's the most basic. And the number three, have daily check-ins. This is where you each have time to talk about your day. The good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, it really gives you a chance to feel heard, really heard with that eye contact. Don't be looking at your phone when you are having a conversation. Don't be so completely distracted that you can't, that you're not really focusing on what your spouse is saying because they know that and that's not fair or kind. And so really having those times that you check in every single day, find that time that works for you, whether that's right before you go to bed or during dinner or in the morning. Some people really love to, I know some couples really love to have breakfast together in the morning and they just start their day that way. And I think that's beautiful. But you really want to have these daily check-ins. Even if your day feels like it's in the same rut over and over and over again, talk to your spouse about it. Because that conversation can lead to another conversation. Maybe you're not always just venting, but maybe you're actually talking about anything and everything. But it's that focused time when you are really checking in with your spouse. And then number four, take time to get away alone and dream together, plan together. This doesn't have to be a big vacation. This can be, we're going to go for a walk tonight and we're going to go somewhere different. We're going to walk through the woods and we are going to talk and we're gonna dream together, and we're gonna plan, and we're gonna come up with a five-year plan, or you know, a two-year plan, or something, but really taking time to dream together, plan together, focusing on your future together. It's just really important to see that future with your spouse, to see that future with you together. Where do you wanna be in five years? Picture it, dream it. Write it out, plan it out. And taking time to get away alone to do that is really, really helpful. And it's just necessary, I would say. 
And then the last thing, number five, is to pray together each night before bed. So we started this maybe four years ago, I think, and it has been such an important part of us doing life together. Our marriage has grown stronger because we started praying together every single night before bed. I can only imagine where we would be if we had started this when we first got married. But you know, I wasn't a Christian when we got married and it wasn't until some time later that I became a Christian. And even, you know, doing the praying before meals and all of that, there's something super intimate about praying together before bed each night where you are ending your day by speaking to your heavenly father together. And the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And that is from Matthew 18, 19, and 20. So I really wish we had started this much, much earlier. I really do, because that is how important and how much I look forward to it, how much I cherish that time together to pray, just to lift up our family, our marriage, our friends, our country, people we don't know, just to lift them up together. And it's just a very peaceful way to end your evening as well. So those are my top five. I could come up with a whole bunch more, like I said, but those are the top five. Number one, keep God at the center. Number two, ask for what you need. Really communicate your needs. Number three, have daily check-ins. Number four, take time to get away alone together and dream. And number five, pray together each night before bed. I hope today's a little different episode blessed you in some way or encouraged you and challenged you. And if you would like more community support, head on over to my Facebook community, Holistic Health for Christian Women. The link will be in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. Father God, I thank you so much for these women listening, and I pray that you would bless each one today as they go about their day, as they go about their evening. Lord, I pray that you would meet them right where they are at right now, in this stage and in this phase of their lives. Father, we love you. beautiful. Keep showing up consistently for yourself, for God, and